June 18th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Talking Monday Night Raw, the night after Money in the Bank. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. With me, as always, Mr. Matt Morgan, Mr. Raj Giri. Matt, what did you think tonight compared to most Monday Night Raws? Um, I think they did. It was okay. It wasn't spectacular, but it was. There were some people that needed to get wins, and they actually acknowledged that, as we noticed, you know, tonight that like Jinder, Bobby, um, not very entertaining matches, nothing to really care about. But I thought it was smart that they got some guys some wins. But um, main event wise, and uh, I'm just not interested in any storylines right now. Bobby coming out with Roman, that was kind of cool. Till Bobby blundered his name, um, <laughs> but the, you know what I mean. But that that potentially was the coolest part of the show for me. Dolph winning the Intercontinental Title does absolutely nothing for me. It should be on Drew, not him. Yeah, it almost felt like a, a Sean and Diesel kind of thing. Remember when Sean won the Intercontinental Title when right. Diesel was with him? So, so here's what it would have to happen with that format. I thought the same thing. Drew would have to turn face. Drew yeah. is no baby face. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. I mean, look, there was a lot of new stuff tonight, uh, but you guys are right, though, uh, or Matt in particular, where you said it, but not really caring about what's going on. I thought the women's segment opening it up, you know, the women's storylines lately are the ones that I care about. I think with the men's, they've either had them go on so long or they're so uninspired. I think Rhonda and Alexa feels like the freshest thing on the show right now. So we briefcase shots, but yeah, by Rhonda. Rhonda couldn't crack eggs with those briefcase shots. Yeah. yeah, the briefcase shots weren't good, but I thought everything else was. That hip toss she gave Kurt Angle was freaking awesome, just how quick and fast that came out. Uh, I thought Alexa I thought Alexa was great on the mic here. Ronda, you know, she did what she ne- needed to do. You know, I think if you pick apart Ronda, uh, you know, there are little things here and there, but for how little experience she has, I think she's really good already. Um, you know, she has that – she has some poise. There, there are current – some little things she could work on with her facials when she's in there. But I think uh, I like that. I like that feud. I like Rhonda and Alexa. I mean, the only problem is you have to completely suspend disbelief for that. Yeah. Like you, you wouldn't think, you know, Alexa has a chance in hell. Right. So we opened with Alexa uh, coming out uh, to, with Kurt Angle talking about her winning last night of money in the bank. And then Rhonda interrupts her. And, uh, yeah, Alexa and Nia are going to have the rematch at Extreme Rules, but with Ronda snapping and swinging at Kurt and the refs out there tonight, Ronda's suspended for 30 days. She'll miss Extreme Rules, probably tabling her next match to SummerSlam. Um, I mean, do you think that's the way to go, Matt? Sort of keep her as uh, a, yes. one of the big five attractions? Yes. Yeah? Absolutely. And if you don't have creative ideas for her, it's better than her just being there on commentary where she's – you know, not adding much, and they, they get, they're giving her these terrible lines. So it's better just be off TV, and then when you they have a match ready for you, when SummerSlam comes and, and Extreme Rules is passed, then you move on to that. Yeah, and her backstage segment with Kurt I thought was good too. I mean, so she's the the pissed-off uh, baby face. She's Brock. She's like how Brock was. Wow. You remember when yeah. they were suspending him all the time back in the day for attacking authority figures and breaking Triple H's arm? Uh yeah. I thought that's what it reminded me of. And that's why still last night's match, it still didn't make any sense how much selling she did. Yeah. That wasn't her fault. That's how it was booked. Yeah. This was definitely a course correction. Um, And uh, I thought this was the best thing on the show personally. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Bo Dallas imitating his brother. That was pretty good. was probably the best thing on the show. Um, So after that, what did we go to? Uh, oh, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. So Intercontinental title match, open challenge. Ziggler comes out with Drew McIntyre. Who's it going to be? It's Ziggler. And man, these guys just went at it with Ziggler picking up the win after trading some roll-ups. And Ziggler is the new Intercontinental champion. Um, what do you think of this, man? What do you think of this match to start with? Awesome match. Holy crap. What an awesome match. Um just uh, my eyes keep going to Drew. He's the bigger of the two stars. Um, and I would have liked to have seen it him. I would have liked to have seen him be the one that won the Intercontinental times. I get it's different because he's in a different gimmick right now with Drew. But this wasn't, I don't know. It also allows, what's his name, to start beating Seth Rollins. Um, 
Oh, Elias. Elias. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, we've been talking about Seth and the, the main event picture and losing to Dolph just brings him way down. Um, even if it's just a TV match and even, even if they're doing this to put him in that, you know, extreme rules match, you know, with that world title shot, extreme rules match, it's still, I don't think Dolph, Dolph still has that, um, I don't know, that, that kind of, that stench, you know, of, you know, being, losing a lot over the last 10 years and being the weak link of that team and, and Seth, who should be in the main event, losing to the weak link of the team. You know, I kind of agree with Matt. I think if you were going to do it, Drew should have been the one, even though it might be a little soon for that. Yeah. They do this every once in a while, though. They give Dolph a match to go out there and really remind people what he's capable of. And I thought tonight for that, it was great. But yeah, he's uh, been pretty irrelevant up to this point. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, they were talking about the rematch next week's already set between Dolph and Seth with uh, Drew McIntyre being seen as the X factor, which begs the question. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, Raj, what's the status with Dean Ambrose? And is, is he, is he going to be back anytime soon? Well, I mean, he had that injury in late December and they said that was nine months. So, oh, wow. so that's, you know, September ish. So he's been at the performance center, but you know, it's, I'm, I'm guessing it probably won't be until after SummerSlam. Well, we shall see. Um, so, yeah, that match tonight, really good. Definitely recommend watching it. Bobby Roode versus Kurt Hawkins. Matt, is this a course correction for Bobby Roode you were hoping to see? Mm-hmm. I'd rather him beat somebody better, but, yeah, it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, at least he's not getting – he's not taking the loss or getting punked this week, so that was good. But, man, so much potential there. There's so much more they could do with him. So you guys feel, though, that's kind of how it starts, is that they bring him in, and then it's like, oh, there's so much more, there's so much more, and then they just kind of keep going further and further down on the matches until they're almost forgotten about. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the Ascension. Uh, well, <laughs> not the Ascension, the tag team, although one could draw a parallel there. But, yeah, that's like the downward trajectory. Yeah, uh, when they're going the wrong way on that, that, uh, that scale, it's usually not a good sign. Yeah, um, man, just want something better for the guy. Uh, so with that, Rude hit the glorious DDT, got the easy win. Kurt Hawkins' losing streak continues. Um, after that, we had Braun Strowman talking about, well, okay, so Braun came to the ring. Owens came out, tried to form an alliance with him. They got into it a bit, which set up the main event for later in the night. Owens did say, Sami Zayn, he's not even sure when we're going to see him again because he's so injured after Bobby Lashley. Uh, thought that was kind of maybe foretelling a little bit after that storyline. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Owens' promo tonight, Matt? Good. He's always good. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was saying on Twitter, he's one of the few guys in the company that doesn't seem like he's memorizing lines. You know that he doesn't seem like he's reading from a script. He seems natural with everything he says. I think. Who else is like that? It's like him and Sammy. Really natural. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought uh, that was a nice build for uh, the main event tonight, which, yeah, not high stakes, but it keeps some interplay with these guys, especially depending on who's going to be in that match at Extreme Rules, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, Man, what was after that? Sorry, I have my internet's uh, acting up here for a second as I'm going down the rundown of the show. After Dolphin Sammy? I mean, (laughs) I. Uh, Dolphin, Dolphin Sammy, <laughs> that would that would be an upgrade. Uh, for yeah, we got rude. You, you got rude. Uh, oh, uh, after that was the tag team match: Bray Wyatt, and Matt Hardy versus Rhino and Slater. During this match, Axel was Matt Hardy, and uh, Bo Dallas as his brother Bray Wyatt with a yarn wig kind of promo. Man, that match was nothing, but uh, that promo I thought was was pretty darn entertaining. Bo, <laughs> Bo Dallas stole that. He was uh, he was awesome as Bray. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does that make you more interested? At least the real life circumstances, Matt. Does that at least interest you in the B team versus the Deleter of Worlds? If the story doesn't, um, only if they intertwine him being his brother, and they start to actually talk about that in the storyline. Other than that, I don't care at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they want to do that just because they have Bray as kind of this supernatural character almost in a way and i think 
his brother being a guy on the B team, even though, you know, most fan, so many fans know it. I think it just kind of hurts it. You know what it's going to be when WWE signs that lucrative 23 and me advertising contract, then there'll be a storyline where they find out they're related. Adam, <laughs> unless you add Bo Dallas to the Wyatt family and the Wyatt family's dead. Uh, there's no reason to do it. I've been saying it all along, man. You make it like perfect strangers. I'm not saying to do it. I'm just saying this is a garbage storyline. Quite frankly, this was a garbage show. If I didn't have to do this, I swear to you, I would not watch this evening show. The whole thing was garbage. I'm just being honest. You can see it in my face tonight. Do I look excited to talk wrestling? I'm not. not. At all. Okay, I'm Matt. Not. So let's change that for a I'm, second. I'm, I'm upset with them for maybe yeah. putting us through this crap. Matt, we're making good time. We're making good time last night tonight. Let's take a little moment for Matt Morgan's corner. What are you excited about in the world today, Matt? Monday, June 18th, 2018. <laughs> you watching a good TV lately? Maybe catch a movie this weekend? <laughs> Actually, I watched the history of the Bullet Club on YouTube today. How about that? There you I go. Age Styles chapter, Finn Balor's chapter, Kenny Omega's chapter, and I was highly entertained by it. Yeah. How about that? There you go. I think that's fantastic. You know, speaking and, of what's and, that? and it was wrestling related. There you go. Even right? better. Well, you know, speaking of entertainment, very happy to welcome back SeatGeek as the sponsor of this episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So you've heard us talk about it before. I went and saw one of my favorite bands from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, Stars, on Saturday night. And I got the tickets using the SeatGeek app. I was able to score seats, thought the show was sold out. SeatGeek got me in. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it is by far the easiest way i found to shop for tickets. I could be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I used it to buy Stars tickets, used it to see Weird Al Yankovic a couple weeks ago, used it to see <laughs> Rama. And Matt, I saw Weird Al Yankovic sing his own songs, not even parodies. Dude, I bought his albums for years, so I, I liked Weird Al. Go ahead. But, yeah. but I bought them because of the parodies. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Dare to be Stupid is the classic. Uh, One More Minute. He has a lot of great original tunes. Uh, and he was fantastic at concert, and SeatGeek got me into the show, got me got second in a row. So what I love about this is SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. They save you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find you amazing deals. It's just like one of those travel sites that tells you, hey, here's the best deal. Here's the best ticket. You're getting the most bang for your buck. SeatGeek actually grades every ticket based on value, which helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. And here's the best of all. Every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, not only concerts, but sports, wrestling, comedy, and the theater. And best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code INC today. That's promo code INC for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And you know what I love, guys? I don't know if you've had this. I've had our fans of this podcast tweeting at us saying, hey, I just bought tickets to this. I used, SeatGeek. I used a INC on SeatGeek. I saved 20 bucks. Thanking them for supporting the show. Love to see it. Great sponsor. Glad to have them as a part of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Promo code INC for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And we thank them for sponsoring Wrestling Inc. And I'm going to be using it. I'm going to New Japan, the G1 show in San Francisco. So. Oh, when are you coming out here, dude? Oh uh, yeah, well, we'll we'll talk offline, but yeah, I'm gonna be out there for a couple days. I'm my I used to live out there, so yeah, I got some right. friends. I got some of us are media credentialed, but I'm, some of my other friends want to go, so I'm gonna use SeatGeek to get them tickets for it. So yeah, it should be awesome. Awesome, man. Um, so we had I you know as I'm reading back these these matches, well, Constable Cor Corbin backstage uh, with Kurt Angle, the Wrestling Inc. Twitter pointed this out. I, I swear they should just have a stock shot of Kurt Angle looking at his phone. I feel like every other time we see Kurt Angle <laughs> on TV, he's just looking at his phone. Um, so that set up, uh, they talked about their announcement, which is going to be about extreme rules. Yeah, he's getting emasculated even when Stephanie's not there. Yeah. He's chewing him out and you can't even hear her. But yeah, she's at the, was it Cannes? Cannes Festival? Con. Con. Yeah. So she's there. So she was not in the country. So that was legitimate. Jinder Mahal versus Chad Gable. Jinder Mahal comes out, starts his promo as human beings, and the audience is boo. Hey, I like it better than the xenophobic stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a little. Remember when he first came back and he kept talking about how he's a man of peace now and he right. comes in peace? And it was like, yeah, dude, that's that's code. Um, um, I think it was uh, they tried that gimmick for two weeks and then dropped it. But yeah, 
Yeah, it's inching back up. But Chad Gable getting the jobber entrance and the jobber ending with Jinder hitting the Colossus and covering him for the win. There was a little back and forth. What do you think, Matt, they do with Jinder Mahal now after this Roman Reigns match at Money in the Bank last night? Uh, I, I was kind of definitely hoping for the upset of Roman at the pay-per-view um, because now you've just made a bona fide another main eventer, right? You know, I, I don't know. But um, I don't know what to do with him at this point. He's in that Bobby Roode spot. He's in that so many other guys on this roster spot. Yeah. It really, it's, these guys don't stand out. I mean, he does stand out. Don't get me wrong. But they're all, I don't know. Bobby, I see as this big star still kind of. Um, Roman, I don't as much. Um, I don't know. I don't get any of that. This dude is like Brock Lesnar. It's Kurt Angle. This dude is, you know superstar WrestleMania main eventer. Yeah. It's almost as if the WWE specializes in taking incredibly talented wrestlers and just booking them and writing for them so mediocrely that they are perpetually stuck in the middle. That's <laughs> what it feels like. I like yeah. these guys. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, Elias, I don't know, they, they were kind of doing like this Jesus thing with them tonight. Um <laughs> Which, because you could turn him babyface and have him feud with Ginger. Ginger, I think huh. fans are behind Elias now. Um, but I think part of that, I, I know Matt, you mentioned it before. Part of that is because of his heel promos. <laughs> but, um, but he's someone that the fans are cheering him anyway, so you could easily turn him. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like they have much for a lot of the guys right now. Um, you know, Braun and Finn. Braun is back to being in a random tag team. Uh, Roman and Bobby, I don't know if they're teasing a feud with them, but you know they got another multi-man match coming up next month. So it's just kind of running in place a little bit. I have to say this. When Braun was backstage talking about Finn, like my buddy Finn Balor, it sounded the same way he was talking about Nicholas backstage. <laughs> like there's just something about Braun Strowman talking about you that makes you sound like, like a midget or a child. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Compared to him, you know. Um, but, there you uh, go, kiddo, rough on his hair. <laughs> just petting him, my special <laughs> little guy, you know. <laughs> um, oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I want to talk about Elias and, and that whole thing in a minute. But before that, we had, so Jinder, of course, be Gable with the claws. And, and I will say this again with Jinder. Um, yeah. His matches have gotten better. He's improved in the ring uh, over the last, a, a lot over the last few months. And I thought that, uh, this match was a lot better than you know the early matches he had with Chad Gable when he first came to Raw. Yeah, um, Riot Squad, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus the Riot Squad. Sasha Banks was feeling down backstage. Bailey came uh, back there, said, "Buck up, little trooper. We're going to tackle this uh, battle together." And they lost to the Riot Squad. <sighs> Who's the Riot Squad with their whole their whole punk gimmick of destroying stuff backstage, just... <laughs> destroying an R on it. <laughs> not even like any like a lot like not a Banksy-esque like riot tag, just big at big ass R, you know? Yeah, it's like someone just goes and wipes it off. That's <laughs> that's the damage that they did. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, let's cut to the chase really though on this one. That uh Logan uh let's see. So yeah, referee got distracted by Bailey, Logan rocked Banks, then Liv rolled her up for the win. Let's talk about what happened afterwards where Sasha Banks shoved Bailey, and then you went, oh, well, that's, you know, they did have that fight backstage a couple weeks ago. That's not too much. We then cut to the backstage. Ago. Yeah, yeah, pardon me, a couple months ago. <laughs> we then cut to the backstage where they're throwing pans at each other, where stuff's happening, and then Bailey, like, throws a bottle of water at Sasha's car. Um, so is it on again, Matt? Do you, my better question, Matt, do you care at this point after they've teetered on this feud for such a long time and kept pulling back? I should, but I don't. I should because this was, this is still my top five favorite NXT match of all time. That's yeah. saying something. Um, with all these great matches we've seen since at NXT, um, we should, we should. This should have been a WrestleMania match eventually one day. That's how much these idiots have blown it with Bailey, and then needless to even get into the storyline of what they've done with this. 
it's been four months and it just has gotten worse and worse to where you just groan when you can tell that they're doing something with the storyline again. Because there are the weeks where they kind of forget about it, put it on the back burner. Uh, God, it's this sucks, man. I feel bad for Sasha. I think she's ultra talented. I think oh. she's a superstar. I think Bailey is too. And it's like you said, they had that that match. At, it was a takeover Brooklyn, right? Oh, yeah. uh, SummerSlam weekend. And respect, yeah. Yeah, and respect. It's almost like if you would rather just put them in a match cold, that would have been way better than what yes. they've done with this. 100%. Yeah. So this, yeah, this sucks. But I'm guessing they'll finally have a match at Extreme Rules. So, <laughs> Where Bailey's like too timid to hit her with a kendo stick again, like Bailey's last Extreme Rules match? That was pretty much where her burial started. Like she really uh, went downhill that. after that. I was going to say the same thing. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> it's just so unfortunate because uh, both women are exceptionally talented and could really be something. But... Especially, I mean, we know how ta- Sasha's the shit. We, we, everybody knows how talented she is. She's great all around. She's a great promo. She's got a great look, cool music, wears cool shit to the ring, looks different, and believes in herself, believes in her persona most of the time, right? So she's got everything. Bailey, on the other hand, I think people really forget about how damn over she was and still should be. Think about it. You're, they've inched, they, they've, brought her from an NXT crowd, which is generally college-age kids to my age, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Kids were her main demographic. So now you bring her to friggin' the Disney World of, of wrestling arenas, the WWE arena, with kids everywhere, <laughs> and they've completely effed it all up. Like, this could have been such a cash cow for them. Yeah. I goes. The egos drive me nuts. Stay out of your own way. Watch what they're doing with these guys and girls in NXT. And God forbid you attempt to copy it. Okay? Just because they're coming up from NXT doesn't mean you have to change them. Bobby Roode not being a heel. There's Barry (laughs) Nakamura. I can the list can go on. It's so frustrating to watch. And it's why I like NXT better. Yeah. Yeah, they needed they needed something like big and violent to finally get this feud going. Um, you know what they should have had? They should have had Sasha hit her with the car. <laughs> you know they did all those special effects with Braun with you know flipping over trucks. They could have easily done something where it looked. That like would have brought car. us all. That would have brought us all back in, like into it. No question, we would have cared. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's like, oh damn! Like they, 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 they need to treat this Raj like it is cold every part was something hot and big to make us care again yeah that's not what this was no yeah um but next week they could always build on this they could always do something but i what i think interesting is people speculating that we'll see bailey turn heel i don't think that's going to happen i mean that would be well they're not using her as a face properly it's not like she's I mean, good lord! Were they gonna? Were they worried about her merchandise sales? <laughs> I'm sure she sells merch, but nothing what she should be doing. Yeah. Every yeah. kid in that arena should have a hugger shirt. Every one of them should. And these idiots screwed it all up. And really, why not at this point? Why not turn her heel? There's nothing I, to lose. Yeah, I, 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 I'd be in favor of that. Resurrect her career, damn after out of all the girls, I'll say it again: they've effed her over the hardest. Yeah. And look, it helped Sammy a lot, right? I mean, you know, he was in some main events. He was going from like hardly appearing on any pay per views to, At you know, all. pretty much getting a pretty regular spot. So you never know. Dude, he did a complete 180. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. That was a huge change for him. And I was blown away by it. I didn't me think too. he had it in him. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Um, after that, so we had Kurt Angle come out. Talk about Brock Lesnar and plans for his next match, his next title defense for the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, Roman Reigns, just bam, right out there, talking about he's, what, what do you say, the uncrowned Universal Champ? Um, and that he he wants a shot. Bobby Lashley came out as well. And then we had an angle say there's going to be a multi-person match at Extreme Rules, and the winner of that is going to go on to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Now they were inter- interrupted by the Revival, Dash and Dawson, oh. who mocked Reigns and Lashley, and then <laughs> led to a tag match, Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley versus the Revival. 
<sighs> is this good t okay matt you've been there before you've been in the wwe is this good tv time for the revival or are you better off being back in catering than doing a spot like this i that's a tough question because i see i do see both sides the vince argument of it is and jr like side of it would be you maximize your minutes you can still get yourself over in some form or fashion no matter how much you do the job or how badly you lose, if if you can't. Like, Dolph, Dolph did it for quite a while, actually, before we all lost faith in him eventually. But, um, uh, you know, same with – what's his name? We were just talking about – come on. Um, we were just talking about his – oh, God, I'm horrible. Jinder, Kurt Hawkins. Jinder, perfect. Thank you. Jinder Mall. Great example of it. He was doing the job versus uh, the demon. Remember? And he whipped his ass with three offensive moves he got in that match. It turned his career around. Yeah. So so, so what I'm saying is you got to make the most of it. And I would still want the opportunity because, yes, you are on TV. It makes you – I don't care what you say. It does make you more not now. You want to eventually show enough so they can start turning the tide for you and then eventually start picking up some wins or something. But at the end of the day, you're, you're a cast character – playing a, a role on a TV show. So you do want to be on. Yeah, I, I also think, I think the revival needs to do something about, I don't know if it's their gear or something to change it up a little bit. I think just when they were standing there with Bobby and Roman, if you've never watched Ro uh, watched wrestling before, Roman and Bobby just look like superstars. And the revival didn't, you right. know? The revival body, what's his name? The, 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 the bald one is getting out of hand. His body's getting out of hand. Dawson? Yeah. When you're short like that, you can't be, you can't have that. You got to lose that, you know. You got to lose that. I don't want to get on them, but you, you got to lose control what you can't control, and you can't control your physique. Yeah. You know, you bust your ass in the gym. You do whatever you got to do. Wake up early. I don't know. Eat clean. God forbid. Yeah. Yeah, and Glenn, you'd made it. You made mention of this earlier. Uh, Roman and uh, Bobby had a little promo going back and forth. Yeah. Bobby was basically telling Roman that he's had chances. He's had three years, and he couldn't beat Roman. He actually said that and then corrected himself and said he couldn't beat Brock. <laughs> yes, the Roman couldn't beat Roman. Right, but Which I metaphorically, like metaphorically, that's a deep effing statement right there. He should have just gone with that. You know, he could have gone on a tangent. Yeah, Roman couldn't beat <laughs> Roman these past three years. I have no idea what that means. I don't get that. Continue, okay, Raj. but it's sound, what's, what's that Will Ferrell quote? You know, it's provocative. Gets the people going. Gets them thinking. You know, wondering what it is. Um, I, I like this exchange, but the problem is, if one of them isn't turning heel, the fans are going to crap on this match too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bobby has a natural heel to him. In case you guys didn't hear that tonight. Yeah, he, it was kind of coming out. It's natural now for him. Yeah, he and looked good. I thought Bobby, this match. The match yeah. was good. You know, Bobby got to say what we've been waiting to say. He did talk about having unfinished business with Brock Lesnar, right? We've been waiting for that, that thread yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. He, he said he's uh, been wanting Lesnar since uh, the big dog was a little pup. That was kind of a cool line. Mm. Yeah. 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 But Bobby won the match with the spear on Dash. That was a crazy spear, too. That spear was awesome. Yeah. they've had that happen before who was it oh that was like uh you know it's always weird when the other wrestler steals the match and then or steals the move and then does it better it's like when naomi and carmelo were in the ring and naomi moonwalking was like oh Car carmelo's moonwalking is terrible by comparison to this bobby spear <laughs> looked awesome tonight well yeah. bobby was doing that way before yeah that yeah. was always the setup for the dominator right yeah so Roman and Bobby won uh, the revival. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, so setting up the main event later in the evening, Braun Strowman and his, and his buddy Finn Balor got set up against Kevin Owens and Constable Corbin, first time wrestling since he's been Constable. But before that, we had the announcement for 2K19. Um, we could talk about that a little more in the news after we get done covering Raw. AJ Styles is going to be on the cover of that. Mojo Raleigh Mojo Raleigh versus No Way Jose. Uh, Mojo picking up a win and people talking about his intensity. Did this match do anything for you, Matt? It was a good showcase match for him, right? It was a good win for him. Yeah. They didn't give him much for they the promo afterward. 
where he was well, his his big thing was saying he was focused. <laughs> it's like, yeah. all right, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he looked good. Yep, and uh, they really put over that he used to be a party guy like Jose, but now he's uh, all about intensity, not about yeah. how. Yeah. So Extreme Rules are going to have a multi-person match. They they had said that during one of these breaks. Yeah. Kurt Angle said definitely. Uh, Braun, I mean, uh, uh, Roman and Bobby Lashley are in it, and then some other people will be in it too. And the winner of that, like you said, faces Lesnar, so- Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. Um. How many did he say? They didn't say how many. Oh, I can okay. see like six. What was it last year? Wasn't it like a five-way or a four-way? I think it ended up being a five-way by the end. Or was that, uh, I'm thinking of Fastlane. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, I'm getting confused. But, you know, I'm guessing Corbin, since Corbin got the win tonight, it seems like they, they gave him a little something. So, yeah, I could see Rollins, too, unless he's being put in that intercontinental title position right now and he's going to be feuding with Ziggler for a while. Corbin looks. I mean, I, I know I was all in favor of him getting his head shaved, but like with that suit on in the ring, he just looks so average looking to me. So average. Nothing about him looked like a star to me. And yeah, he like, looks like the manager of a moderately pri- priced restaurant. Hang on, and he's tall as he's tall. Usually that doesn't happen with a tall guy. A tall guy usually commands. He has that presence that commands attention, muscle or not. It just does. But. uh Nothing. I don't know. His facials. He's got to bring out his facials more. I don't know. Maybe his... I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just kept watching it going, what's he still missing? His his word, his punches are really damn good. His work's gotten better. We care about him right now. And it was just like his look. Again, a little bit with the look. The the corporate cane attire didn't help. It looked like corporate cane went on That's- like a two-year cleanse. <laughs> Seriously, look like somebody threw Kane in the dryer for six months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think that that definitely had a part of it because you know Corbin, you know he was always he's not a thick guy, but he didn't look skinny, and he looks skinny here. And, and so, so like I was hoping he not to be like weird, but I was hoping he'd take his other shirt off too because he has those tattoos and they right. do work for him. It works for him. Yeah, it, it gives a cool look. It does. But don't you guys think with corporate cane, part of the joke was that it was a very sort of like generic suit you'd buy at Mervyn's to to wear to the office. And with Corbin, they're trying to make it more stylish almost. Way too inside baseball there. What? No, no way. No. Well, I'm saying corporate cane wasn't supposed to be cool is what I'm saying. I don't know. Corbin supposed to be either. I didn't get coolness from him whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say cool, but I, I, to your point, Glenn, it does seem like they're trying to do a little more with them. Like uh, by having him pin Finn here, you know, it looks yeah, like they're about his dressing. He's well, that... I'm saying that's not an obvious uh, joke, Matt. When it, with the corporate cane, it was an obvious, right. yeah, funny. With Corbin, Constable Corbin is a goddamn ridiculous name, but they're dressing <laughs> him up like he's, you know, the prince of fashion. He looks like Drake Maverick, like he raided Drake Maverick's closet and had some clothes altered. You know, Kane, it's a suit and tie. What else would Kane wear that would be different? A vest? Ooh, I can see. He it's did a, have the tank top. It's a vest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stylish vest Constable Corbin was wearing. This is the most people are talking, you know, dissecting this gimmick, by the way, in history. Yes, that's uh, my point. <laughs> you know, it's not going anywhere. Like, they can give him some wins here, but that, you know, that look and everything, it, it, it never works on a main event level. No. Uh, when you're wearing a full shirt and pants, I mean, who has that ever worked with? Big Bubba Rogers, back, 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 back in the day. Yeah. Um, although we did get confirmation tonight with Stephanie McMahon being on the phone that she's in on the constable thing. Yeah. There was no confirmation of that before because he presented a letter. I'm just saying for continuity nerds, you know, that's not going to be the angle. With he this. wouldn't dare worm his way into that. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the match. Oh, well, actually, Elias. So Elias out there tonight, taking shots at Grand Rapids, different hairstyle. Um, yeah, I think they're just waiting to pick it back up with him and Seth, but it was good to see him on TV. They're letting him finish songs. What would Elias do? Yeah. That was his song, right? Yeah. What would Elias do? Uh, you think you keep it going with Seth, Matt? Seth and Elias? They're putting on good matches. Obviously not better than Dolph versus Seth. It but, seemed to, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, good. 
Oh, no. Uh, I, I didn't know if you were done. Uh, it seemed tonight like uh, they dropped it completely. Like, they weren't really mentioning it. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. I think that was a blow-off last night. So, I think uh, I think Seth is going with Dolph and Drew McIntyre with the way they beat him up. And who knows? You know, you know, uh, Dean Ambrose, that tricep injury, they say nine months, but Cena came back and were like three. Uh, so he could be back sooner, and that's that's a natural spot. You did Dolphin Drew against uh, Seth and Dean. You know that's something. I, That'd be very. Those would be some entertaining ass matches. Yeah. Oh yeah. I still would like to see Seth break apart from that and yeah, go to that main event level, but uh, I think he's ready. I think it's just the company if they don't uh, want to throw it, you know, push him into it because he's ready. Yeah. Usually when this happens, it normally. Seth would be like maybe a month out right now from going into the, the, the world title picture. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like he drops the Intercontinental title and then something happens where he starts to incorporate himself in the main in the main event picture. And then that following month, he gets his match. You, like in general, that's how it used to work. It's like when Sean lost to Dean Douglas. When oh he was getting his big singles push, I, I keep relating uh, Rollins to to <laughs> Sean. But when Sean got his big uh, babyface singles push, remember he was supposed to lose it to Dean Douglas, and he was jumped by all those. Well, he was jumped by a couple of guys, but they said it was a bunch of guys. And uh, a bunch of Navy men, right? Like a right, bunch of guys in the Navy messed him up. Yeah. Wait. So he did he end up losing his? I don't remember him losing to Shane Douglas. So he was supposed to. He was supposed to lose it, but he ended up handing it over. And uh, he forfeited it to to Shane Douglas, and then Shane ended up losing it to Razor Ramon. Huh, okay. I remember like <laughs> I remember like mid '90s stuff. Very why, well. do, why do I think oh, he has, he was a world champion then? That's when he went into the world title picture. So he dropped the Intercontinental title, gotcha. and then he did that thing with Owen where he passed out in the match, and then went won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and that was it, and went on challenge Brett. But it was that same kind of timeline where he was the Intercontinental champion. Dropped it was the month out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, people bringing it up in the chat room. When's Jason Jordan coming back? Remember, he was tag team partners with Seth Rollins as well. Uh, I was wondering why they were caring even, but uh, that's <laughs> that's why because Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, there's a natural tag team between the well, somewhat natural. Um, I still if they're gonna do tags, I really hope it's what's his name, Dean. Dean. I think the the Seth and Jason Jordan it never really took off to where that those those uh, loose ends need to be tied. You know, like you you can bring him back and have nothing to do with Seth, and no one's going to notice. So I, I don't think they're going to do. I wouldn't think they do anything with Seth and Jason when he comes back. Yeah, they could, but I just think it again. I think it just brings Seth down a yeah. peg. Yeah. So uh, we had for the main event tonight, Kevin Owens. And Baron Corbin against Team Little Big 2.0, Braun Strowman and his buddy Finn Balor. <laughs> What'd you think of this match, Matt? I'm sorry. I thought I gave my. Uh, I thought we already talked about. We're all over the Baron. place tonight. You know. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, the thing that stuck out to me is what I said earlier about Baron uh, Corbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of this match, that's ex- that's you know, there's some cool spots they did in there. Great, good story. Who cares? Um, I just did nothing for me. I like Kevin Owens, once again, paying attention to detail, selling that he's too hurt to do anything, even pin a guy, tagging out. That was cool. Um, but that, that that's what caught my eye in this match. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was it was there. You know, the thing with Finn, uh, he's always going to have a good match, right? You, you kind of know what to expect when – when him and Kevin Owens are in there. So it's going to be entertaining, but again, no stakes didn't mean anything. Right. And I made that wheel of fortune analogy. It's like watching wheel of fortune. <laughs> You're just like, you can be entertained. It's there. It's on, but there's no stakes. There's nothing that has you gripped. That's like, Oh, what's going to happen? You know, where is this going? <laughs> it's just there. So that's what I thought. Wheel of fortune. You win money though. Yeah, but you're not uh, you're not sticking with the people that are winning and you know wondering. No, but if you like the person, you're happy to see him win. And yeah, so you're happy to see Finn fun. win. I don't know. You know, I feel more invested in the average episode of Wheel of Fortune sometimes than I do episodes <laughs> of Monday Night Raw. I'm just yes, going to put I that second, out there. I second that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not three hours long either. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it sucks because I'll be honest with you guys. When I used to, I, I listen to everybody's podcasts driving during my job, day, during my day working or whatever, and and. and earlier on or guys when they get interviews i should say before the podcast era even i'd hear guys um when i was still wrestling i should say for that matter and i'm traveling on the road i listen to so many interviews um and uh on youtube you can see all this stuff you can hear all these interviews and yeah. they, all these guys once they've retired and left the ring you know i always felt they'd crap on the product because they're bitter and they're not a part of it anymore right so, like, I try to keep that in my head when I'm saying these negative things. I really do. But, like, it's impossible sometimes. It is impossible because I'm the. I'm telling you guys right now, I know you guys love wrestling. You guys are huge fans. I assure you I'm a bigger fan than both of you. And I, I mean that. I'm the biggest wrestling nerd on this planet. And I don't like saying I don't like these shows. I, it bothers me, you know. And uh, so when I say this, I'm not just, you know, phoning it in and going, oh, another crappy episode. And being like some bitter old heel crybaby wrestler who's no longer wrestling. <laughs> well, let me take a moment and put you over, Mr. Matt Morgan, because I too listen to a lot of former wrestling talent talk about the current product. And most of them don't pay attention or they have issues with even watching it because it opens up some unresolved issues they have or thoughts. They need that distance. So the fact you can even watch it every week, you know, three times a week or more uh, as weeks may dictate, I think is commendable. No, I think you're very fair towards it. I think the challenge with what we do is for the average fan out there, imagine never being able to miss an episode or anything the WWE does and having to watch it live. That will burn you out. You can't fast forward. You can't say, oh, I'm going to skip Raw this week or I'm going to skip these matches. Like no. you're glued to it and not having that break yeah. will jade you. And not to mention, we are coming off of this is our third night in a row. Last two nights, we were praising the shows, right? Like we were uh, pretty much praised for Money in the Bank uh, yeah. and uh, Takeover. Really NXT too, yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 mean, I, I, I just want to say it because I like no one's ever said that to me, but like I feel like I'm saying these things and going, "Oh, great, you sound like you know Bill Demock from like 2007." <laughs> Or something. <laughs> to this to this day, you'll hear like Bret Hart like say, you know, like there's no story. And then you'll see in the comment section a bunch of people crapping on Brett saying, Oh, well, he's you know, four out of ten and he's just bitter and, and this and that. But it's like, no, he's he's I'm sure that's exactly how he really feels. Cause the stories aren't there on a week to week basis. They're not keeping you sucked in. Yeah, a party wants to be supportive too, though, you know, and right. But I can't do that with doing what you guys are asking me to do on the show and literally give a rate, a, you know, rate it or give my opinion on it, honestly, you know, but I want to like see it do so well and sometimes just lie and be like, oh my God, I was an A plus tonight just to get, <laughs> just to, just so fans are like, oh, maybe it isn't going in the right direction. Maybe I should continue to watch WWE <laughs> because you want it, you want them to do so well, especially this crop, this, yeah. crop, these guys, I can't begin to tell you how hard they work. The match styles are different from when I was there. They're working so hard, you guys. Yeah. I think with the exceptional critique uh, of an individual performer, probably I'm going to go as high as say 99% of our critiques and commentary with the WWE are issues we have with the writing, the booking, and Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. We always say you guys work hard and put on good matches yeah. and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just wanted to put that out there as a little disclaimer. Because it just, I feel, I feel like I was, you, sometimes I'll, it sounds like I'm piling on it. I don't ever mean it that way. Yeah, that's no, just an honest fact, opinion. It yeah. make, that's what makes it even more heartbreaking. Now that we have NXT and you form these attachments to these yes. performers, you feel invested in them to see them being treated the way they're treated. Yes. Like you're offended on their behalf. I, oh my God. Nakamura, Bailey, Bobby, you, I can list so many. Yeah. We're constantly trying to give ideas, you know, for <laughs> to help these guys out because they're drowning within this pool of mediocre booking. Do you um, think? Do you think Hunter ever just turns to them and just go, "Why are you effing this up?" Like, guys, I gave you, pun intended, not just joking, the blueprint of how <laughs> to book these guys. Like, no. you guys saw how to do it. Why are you doing it differently? I am your boss. Do it or you'll be fired. We actually, yeah, we actually asked Triple H after the takeover. There was a, uh, they did a call, and and one of our guys was on there, and he asked Triple H his thoughts on like a lot of these guys that are big on the NXT roster, going to the main roster and not making it. 
And uh, if, he, if he gets attached or something like that. Yeah, because, you know, he's seeing these guys, uh, you know, he's bringing them in, shaking the hands, doing the two sweets. And then pointing at him in a photo, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, he's, he, he gave a very corporate answer, but he was saying you prep them, you try to give them the tools, but not everyone could be Hulk Hogan. He was saying like Roddy Piper was never the, necessarily the guy either, but he was up there and, you know, people have their roles and there's no deserve. You gotta, you gotta take it basically. So. That's... Did you see some? They they took they took Triple H's meme. You know the meme I'm, the 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 poster of him posing for a picture that everyone always uses for everything. <laughs> yeah, for NXT backstage. Um, they took that and they put it with um, uh, Donald Trump in the Korean summit meeting. Yeah, and Kim Jong Un. <laughs> yes. He he mentioned that on the call too. He's like, despite what you guys are seeing on the internet, I wasn't with Donald Trump and Kim Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> I popped huge for that. Yeah. That's really well, I don't even think we need a final thought on this week's Raw, but let's talk about some interesting news. Speaking of uh, NXT, NXT UK got announced today. Yeah. It's big. It's huge. Yeah, they they haven't given specifics yet. Like if they got a TV deal or if this is just gonna be on the network. Um, I, I'm confused. What do you mean by that? They've been to the NXT's been there before. No, now they're oh, doing. No. I'm sorry. Go for it. No, go ahead. So titles, NXT UK titles, and a weekly show. Correct. That will be on the yeah. network in the US. Yeah, I don't know if it's on the network or if, or if they're gonna get a TV deal in the UK. I I don't think they announced that yet. Yeah. Um, but wow. yeah, so another show. <laughs> so in case wow. you wanted more TV, yeah, WWE NXT UK or UK NXT. Um, Do they say anything more than that? Is it a weekly show? Do we know? I believe it's a weekly show. Here, let me open it up real quick. Yeah, read that. That's worth finding, looking up. That's incredible. If so, holy mackerel. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, they've been working on it for a while. So yeah, it's a new brand, basically. Wow. Um, it's uh, it'll start taping in late July and there'll be tapings in August, October and November. So it's pretty much every month they'll be taping. So it's it's going to be a weekly show. There's going to be three titles for the brand. Pete Dunn's UK title, the UK women's title and the UK tag team titles. Does uh, it so have to be a UK performer only? I don't know necessarily, but okay. I think I think it's going to all be taped in the UK. So if there's Americans that are competing over there, I'm sure they're fair game, but um, don't, yeah, I mean, it's tapping into that market because, you know, world of sport, you know, got the TV deal. So it's obviously trying to combat that. And uh, this is their way to do it. So uh, we're getting serious. Do you have the NXT guys go on to that show or do you just take your NXT UK guys only and put them on that? This is just the UK guys. This is a separate brand from NXT. So they, I think they're trying to keep it completely separate. So they're not they're, They got their own title. So the NXT champions won't be, you know, they don't have enough out. talent. They'll sign more. It'll oh. be like 205 live, you know? <sighs> yeah. So, but you know, with this, if it works, then you could start seeing WWE Japan, you know, NXT Japan, you know, other other areas, NXT wow. Mexico. So it's the right idea. Yeah. Especially, you know, in England, they're, they're, you said, you know, not just the sport of wrestling, but like, um, oh, they have multiple uh, indie companies that, that crush it out there. Yeah. You know what I don't get? Uh, I don't get how... Raw in the UK does something like, uh, I want to say like 300,000 viewers. It's something low. Mm-hmm. And yet they're so high. It actually might be even fewer than that. Let me see. There's something I, there's something that's only been up with that. Because if you remember Impact, TNA, we used to beat that. Yeah. And I was told because of our the, the TV deal or something like that. I don't remember. I just know our rating was was, was higher. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. There was a time there where TNA was super hot over there. Um, let me double check. We should have we should have went there. We should have went there for six months or whatever, and then come back. Yeah. Okay, so this is at least last year, but um, what's that? The raw viewership. It, it's ah, never mind. 
I'll, I'll find it for uh, Wednesday, but it's something really low. It's like, how are they drawing, you know, selling out the, the O2 and all these, all these arenas on their tours when they're hardly drawing any viewers? It's there's something with the TV. There's something with the TV and I, sorry. There's something done with the TV and how, how it's done. I, I don't know what it is. I remember when I was over there, ECW, the brand at the time, the new, mm -hmm. with Bobby as their champ, last year as their champion, um, was on like, something like 2 in the morning, 11 p.m., something great, some crazy hour. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's at 1 a.m., but they count DVR uh, viewership yeah. for that. It's included. So unless they're not watching it on DVR, maybe a lot of people are streaming it illegally uh, in the U.K. over there. So I don't know. U.K. fans, let us know how you guys, sure. you guys watch it because we got a lot of people from the U.K. that okay. are on the site. Hey, bro, maybe they're just got they're, they're getting their fill with and I'll and I'll agree with them. Better wrestling on the indie scene than what mm. we're getting out of WWE. That's how good the indie wrestling is. And I get you're going to say, oh, there's no big main event stars and da, 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 da. The in-ring action, dude, is second to none. No, the, the indies are hot in the UK right now. So hot. And it's so entertaining to watch. Rev Pro, Progress. I mean, they're all doing really, really great. Rev Pros. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What else do we got? Uh, just the AJ? Uh, yeah, AJ on the cover of WWE 2K19. Guys, they swear this year they really are improving the game and making it better. What do you mean by that? <laughs> they say that every year. Like oh. this year, we completely redesigned, and you get then you get the game, you get all hyped because of those commercials. Then you sit down to play, and it's like this is still just as broken as last year's shit. You know. <laughs> I haven't played it in like 10 years, so I don't, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's better probably now than it was 10 years ago, but it's... Um, Much better. You kidding yeah. It's, yeah, of course it is. It's still a great game. Come on. Oh, it's fun. But, you know, it's, it's the playability. Because when you get into career mode, dude, and you make your own wrestler, I'm sure you make the blue pin every year. I make Glenergizer or Glenergy, you know, who's going to go through his career system. And by the time you get to the main title, you've spent, you know, dozens of hours playing the game. So you start to really notice the uh, the bugs, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know, but that's a that's a big honor, you know. When you think about the company that he's with, you know, Stone Cold, The Rock, um, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Dude. Roman Reigns has never been on the cover. I find that really. Yeah, really. Seth was last year, and then before that, it was always like part timers that were getting the covers. Like Rock, oh Goldberg, yeah, Sting, yeah. Brock, yeah. Goldberg, I think Goldberg and Sting were both uh, the bonus characters, right? Or was yeah. Goldberg the cover? Goldberg was. was I thought he was the cover. They gave him the commercial, remember? Yeah, but I think he was a bonus because they do they do like two commercials each year. They do one for the cover and then one for the bonus. Yeah, Brock was the cover. Two K eight uh, seventeen. And then I think Rollins, Goldberg was the team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stone Cold sixteen. Um, John Cena, 15. It's probably The Rock. The before. Rock, 14. And wasn't CM Punk, Punk. 13? Yeah. yeah. Punk was CM 13. Punk. Daniel Bryan was never on, right? Uh, I don't think so. Randy Orton was 12. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, it's a big deal. AJ Styles getting it. And uh, I think it'll be great. I wonder if in, in the highlight mode they do, if uh, there'll be any, like, maybe impact stuff now that they have kind of a friendly licensing I, relationship. I doubt that. Maybe, Maybe an arena, maybe some talent. No way. Have you guys caught uh, something else to wrestle with on the network? Did you watch I, one with AJ? I haven't watched the AJ one yet. Is that good? They show tons of impact footage through, no. G, through GFW. And they, and they have the plugs for GFW, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did that with the Hardy stuff too. Yeah, so if they want to show a match with like Kurt Angle and AJ Styles or people that are in the WWE – all their licensing is the look of the arena and a logo. Right, but they probably got to pay them for that. And I don't think they want to pay them. I think for that when it adds zero sales. I don't know. I think they would do it. Uh, when's the last time uh, Impact had a game? They gave a special thanks at the end of that, you guys, to uh, not just GFW. What's the name of uh, the, the, the streaming service? No, who owns Impact now? What's the name of oh, it? Oh, Anthem. They gave a special thanks to Anthem as well as. Um, uh, what's his name? Dean Broadhead. Mm -hmm. uh, right. was, his, his name was on there, as well as obviously uh, GFW. And then they plugged GFW again specifically. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I was in. I was in a couple of the shots on AJ's story. And oh, his, nice. And his sweet for, fortune gang with, with like nineteen of us in it. 
<laughs> that fortune that was that had a ton of that had a ton of potential the, it did bruce rips it a little bit rightfully so calling it a knockoff of uh the four horsemen and that with the players the manager a, you know that is what it was kind of supposed to be but yeah but so is evolution right that's true but it's it's how you did it i, I thought they i thought it was pretty cool the main event mafia i thought was cool they had some uh, cool stuff back in the day personally it was awesome for me because i went from being flair's bodyguard for a minute to beating rick flair in an actual wrestling match and then going from there on to main event with jeff hardy out of left field yeah out of left field because the four guys were the main featured ones yeah you know what i mean i wasn't featured in that group really so that was cool do you remember that um that pay-per-view where abyss was revealing who they were and like they were coming and it was crazy teasing day i think it was jeff hardy um Oh, I thought it was. It was cool. like Jeff Hardy turning heel and joining. It was what was the group with uh, Eric Bischoff, yeah, no. Hogan? Was that that was Fortune, right? Like they just Amor, became a huge Amor. stable. Uh, the the big yeah, the huge stable was. You're right. It was Immortal with Fortune. It was like Immortal. Yeah. Was like right. In that mother. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember uh, Abyss was teasing Day, and that thing got more interest on our site than anything TNA had ever did, done. It was, huh, was huh. kind of crazy. Yeah. Interesting. You never know what angle is going to hit. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, anything else we didn't cover this week? Did you guys watch the Hardys? I was just going to say the same thing. You guys need to watch that. And kudos to both boys for putting it all out there like that. And I like that. Yeah. And I guess Jeff uh, addressed his arrest, right? That just yep. happened. And he said he's doing counseling. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he addressed it. He said he's working on it. And, you know, good for him. No, no, it's, it's the hardest thing is to really own it. I hope, you know, and then to, you know, get clean from there. I hope one addiction didn't become another because that's usually what happens with, I'm an addict as well. You usually get hooked on something else. Yeah. That's what makes it so difficult. But, uh, you know, Godspeed. I give them so much credit. What was cool was the very beginning of them talking about their addiction, You, they actually have footage of them on WWE or Tina or whomever microphones on their shirt walking out of the woods together and they and i hear them talking because they're talking in wrestling lingo going talking about hey brother you got any gives it any gimmicks um <laughs> and things like yeah yeah i'll pay i'll get you back later like in low voices and you can hear his wife go shh you guys are being mic'd you know and, and they show that footage i thought that was really cool oh huh. huh, that's so, really interesting that was in wwe it was on um i i, I thought it was because it doesn't show you what cameras or yeah. they're shooting with obviously but that's the way I took it as, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably check that out tonight. Um, it was earlier know. footage back when they were younger. Yeah. Yeah. No, I look forward to watching that. Um, really good. Cool, and, man. And they also addressed the uh, was it Victory Road with Jeff Hardy and Sting, where mm, Jeff yeah. Hardy was wasted. Yeah. They go into that. They get Bischoff's comments, Sting's comments, Hardy, of course, AJ Styles. Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, laughing for someone in the chat room, Michael Sachs Jr. saying, hey, did you guys watch Undercover Boss with Stephanie McMahon? And I was like, <laughs> talk about a change of pace from this Hardy's documentary. Hey, it beat everything on TV is what they were saying, right? When, when was it on? I'm going to watch that, actually. Last Friday, so uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's online somewhere. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll see. <clears throat> oh, yeah, Paige. What happened oh. with Paige last night, quickly, before... Uh, so someone pie faced her and told her like someone basically told her to lose weight or something and pie faced her. Apparently, I think they caught him, the person that did it. So hopefully that you know they uh, they press charges. But yeah, she went on Instagram afterwards, took a photo of herself eating uh, eating a sub and some fries. Was like screw you, you know. Said to the fan that decided to pie face me through my car window and tell me to lose some weight, Paige. Oh my. God. You inspired me to keep being myself and eat whatever the f I want. Good luck with your karma. I mean, who does that? What an asshole! Like, like honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's that person should that's be arrested. Assault. That's assault. That's yeah. technically assault. Well, that's what she said. It was assaulted. It's wow. just some bullshit. I mean, could you imagine someone trying to pull that shit with Samoa Joe? I mean, it's just like. No, of course not. That's what they do. Or they'll talk tough. They'll talk tough. They'll talk tough behind their keyboards too. That's always a favorite. But <laughs> it's insane. Absolutely. Oh man. So Matt, before we take this home, anything you want to plug? 
Um, you always set me up for your mother joke. You know that, right? But I don't take advantage of it ever. I want to thank all the fans as usual for always listening and commenting throughout the week um, on how much you hate me on the show. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> and how much I'm a ratings gold hit for these two clowns. And uh, now we thank you guys all for listening and watching so much. And uh, that's that. Nothing to plug, though, no. And people asking SummerSlam main event, it's just Brock Lesnar against the winner of Extreme Rules. Chances are it's going to be Roman. <laughs> Braun's probably cashing in. This was kind of what the working idea was. Sounds doable. Yeah. You know? And on the site, we got the interview with Jack Swagger went up today. Uh, we got stuff with more from Haku talking about how his reign with Andre the Giant was supposed to be shorter um, and you oh. know other stuff coming up. So it's really cool stuff. That was a cool tag team. That was one of my favorite tag teams, the Machines. Oh, no, no. The uh, the Colossal Connection was... Colossal Connection. Sorry. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I love the Machines, though. Yeah, they were awesome. That was uh, Axe was in the Machines. Yeah. From Demolition. What about Hulk Machine? Who played Hulk Machine? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, to talk about SmackDown Live, uh, which airs tomorrow night, the fallout from Money in the Bank there. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can follow me on Twitter, at Glenn Rubenstein. And uh, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care, everyone.